And a good Saturday morning to you, and also happy National Park Week celebrating today with free entry to any of your national parks. Of course, I don't know if they really are free. Somebody's paying for that. I wonder who it is. (laughs) I think we're all paying for it anyway. But anyway, enjoy it. No fees charged if you're headed to a national park near you. Well, how's your turkey season been? We're closing down now in the final days, and uh, I'd like to get some information from you. You can use our text line to report how your turkey season's going. It's also another season, Louisiana legislative season or session, if you will. And the Coastal Conservation Association has put a word out. It's asking citizens to contact their legislators uh, to pass House Bill 1033. It's also known as the Pogi Bill. I'll have some more details coming up on that just a little bit later on. Winds are looking like they're going to finally lighten up a bit, and if you're going to be headed out fishing, we got the latest reports for you, as we do each and every week. We'll check in with our staff of field reporters across the coast. Our outdoor events calendar, kind of loading up, you know, with the COVID restrictions listed, uh, lifted, and now we've got, you know, organizations and uh, groups that have been putting on fundraisers and events for years and years. They're finally getting back into them, and i got a little bit of a list of them. I'll pass those along to you. For our Bayou Wild TV viewers, uh, those that watch us from Baton Rouge to Grand Isle, we're on a newly named communications company. We'll talk about that. And we'll also preview this week's show, which is titled From Stella to White Oak. Give you a little sneak preview of what's on Bayou Wild TV. Well, we've got a big full moon out there this weekend. How does that affect the weekend fishing? And uh, we'll find out about that from our field reporters. How does it affect the, our text messages? I'm going to keep a note on these full moon text messages that come in and see what, what it might bring out. And we invite you to do that in real time. They come into the studio right here. Our studio on the road, by the way, this morning we're broadcasting from the, the west bank of Mississippi River across from New Orleans. And next week we'll be broadcasting from Woodsboro, Texas, headed out for a Rio Grande turkey hunt right after we... Pull the, pull the dial on the show. All right, we got, uh, let's see, bad boy story? Yes, we do. A big case of a Lake Charles man. Uh, he's facing thousands of dollars in fines and also up to 20 years in jail. We'll tell you what his crime was and the possible time he could get. If you are one of those headed out to go fishing today, here's what you're looking at. About a 30% chance of rain along the Gulf Coast. South winds 10 knots on the interior lakes and bays. A little bit of a light chop, not too bad. Offshore, 2 to 4, it's fishable, but could be a little rocky. South winds 10 to 15. Tomorrow, kind of a repeat. South winds 10 to 15 on the inside, 10 to 15 on the outside, but those seas are going to subside to 1 to 2 foot, so looking good, especially for tomorrow. Average tide range, not great, but not bad. It's a point eight. The Mississippi River, our friend right there, is at 11 and a half feet on the New Orleans gauge. And it's steady, kind of holding it. Gulf temperature is uh, 71 degrees and climbing, and that's some good news. we got red snapper season to look forward to. The dates have been set for that. And we got a lot going on. Freshwater fishing. We'll have a Jeff Brew report. He's a pretty extensive report if you're headed out on this Easter weekend. And hope you're enjoying things and getting out to enjoy the great outdoors with the ones you love. And we'll be right back after this time out. Pinch hitting for Robbie Campo, who sent me a beautiful picture of a Miriam turkey he bagged up in South Dakota yesterday, will be Glenn Sanchez. You all know Glenn from the uh, previous life he had as a marina operator in Hopedale. He joins us now to give us a fishing report on the St. Bernard area. Right after this time out, we'll be back. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
And normally at this time on a Saturday morning, you'll hear Robbie Campo from Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. This morning, uh, pinch hitting is Glenn Sanchez. Had the Breton Sound Marina for years and years, and he and I talked every time uh, Saturday morning at this time. And he joins us now. Always good to hear from Glenn. Glenn, good morning. How's it going for you? Good this morning, Don. How you doing this morning? Doing pretty good. Did Robbie send you a, that picture of that turkey he bagged yesterday up in South Dakota? He might have. I've been having problems with my phone. I might not have got it. I I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I'm glad he got one. Yeah, he said he's got one down, one more to go. It's a beautiful Miriam. You know, he's kind of going for the slam. He got the Osceola in Florida and got that big, beautiful bird. I can't wait till he gets back and, and hear the story for him. Well, anyway, he gets, uh, we're going to go ready to work when he gets back. <laughs> you know i was gonna ask robbie you know he he's you know he's i've been down there and you, you you know what it's like in the mornings down at those marinas it's a helter skelter people coming going asking questions problems all that kind of stuff you know it's hard to believe that a guy like robbie could go sit in the woods because he's an avid deer hunter and he spends hours and hours i guess it's to escape you know to get away from all of that did you find that when you had your fishing time for yourself or maybe just a friend or two with you that uh, that was your, 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 your time to mentally reboot? It still is. <laughs> Every time I go fishing, I need a reboot. And uh, I my sister the other day, she said, uh, I told her I was fishing. She said, uh, who are you fishing with? I said, my favorite person. She said, you're fishing with Jonathan? I said, no, I'm fishing by myself. Myself, yeah. <laughs> i tell you what, I, I enjoy that, too. People ask me, how can you sit out there in those woods all that time? I said, oh, man, that's a that's a, better than a real live play in a theater or a movie watching. Oh, without a day. doubt. You know, just to have that serenity. Yeah. That's you a know? great office to have to work in. But, well, Glenn, we got a full moon uh, on the horizon this weekend. How's that going to affect? How did you find that affects fishing? I don't know. We went fishing yesterday, and we had a lot of shrimp, and we caught 50 by 10 o'clock. And uh, wow. everybody's been catching fish. You know, it's, it's springtime is here. It's, it's, it's time. And uh, the, the fish was so much nicer than what we'd been catching. I mean, I don't know where these bigger fish came from, but they, they were nice. And uh, yesterday, I mean, we were really fortunate. It was one-stop shop, and we pulled up, and boom, boom, we started catching fish. You know, so. Did you catch you know, a lot of sows with eggs? Were they looking like they were ready to spawn? No, they, they, were, they weren't that big, but they were, they were 14 mm-hmm. inches, 15 inches, you know. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we've been catching 12s all, all all winter, you know, 12s right. and 13s. They were just a little bit bigger. They weren't just monsters because we didn't go far. We, I mean, I, I live down here now. And I did 13 miles round trip, so that'll tell you I didn't go too far. Now, were you fishing deep water? Were you fishing uh, reefs or no, we dams? Were, we were fishing in, in about four and a half to five feet of water. We were fishing about three and a half feet under a cork and a uh, live shrimp on a hook and hang on. And were you in the I interior mean, of the marsh or were you on the edges of some of the bigger bays? No, we were in the interior. I mean, mm-hmm. I tell you where, I was over toward Lake Robbins where I was at because I mean, I live on that side, right, you know, right. and uh we found some birds working, and and we we pulled up, and we didn't have to leave. It was it was insane. It was the best trip I had so far in 2022. Well, that ought to motivate people to go because we got some decent conditions. We got a pretty decent tide range out there. And uh, now, when you when you approach birds, if you would explain to people, you know, people see birds feeding on bait, and they they know, oh, there's trout underneath them, but then they go running up in there and mess them up. How do you approach well, a flock you, of feeding birds? What you birds? need to do is 
you need to get upwind of them so that you drift into them. If you get downwind, you drift away from them. So if you get upwind and you drift into them and then you just try and stay with them and, you know, if you got a trolling motor, you can kind of follow that school, you know. Now, so a lot, of, a lot you, of times you get too close. Now, you, you were know, using live shrimp? We were using live shrimp. Mike put a voodoo on. He got a couple of bites. I put like three or four fish in the boat. He said, the heck with this. I'm going back to shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> you still fishing with Mike? How long you and Mike been fishing together? Mike? Oh, about 30 years. Yeah. About 30 yeah. years. Yeah. And he hadn't, he hadn't gotten tired of you yet, huh? <laughs> well, not yet. He, he's tried. You know, he tried to give me up, but he can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you two guys you know are how great it is. Fish with somebody for a long time. You just enjoy fishing with him, and you know every move they're going to make. Not that That's he makes right. many moves. <laughs> it's just like in sports. You know, whether you got a good double play combination or a quarterback to a receiver, you kind of know each other's moves and thoughts, and I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Well, Glenn, uh, maybe give us some spots that you would tell people if they're leaving when they hit the Mr. Go, where should they go to find fish, and where should they, you know, pretty much what it sounds like, there's going to be a lot of action in a lot of places today. Well, well right now, it's dead calm. I mean, I, I would I would go out, I mean, you're, you're right here at Shell Beach, I, I'd go out and I'd go fish in the lake and along the lake, and uh, with it being calm like this, it makes it so much easier just to, to see your cock, you know, and... Uh, right. So much easier just to fish, but you know I, I would hit St. Malo, Duluth, you know uh, all the cuts along the lake. Heck, I, I've even fished along the ship channel because I know they were catching fish along the ship channel, along along the ledges of the ship channel. They were catching fish on my me. So, Glenn, I, I know uh, you're a, I know you're a fan of the top water bait. Any top water action so far? Or have you know, you not tried. I've, I, I tried a while back, and it was River of Windy. I'm getting to the point where it's almost like too much work. <laughs> I went around. Yeah, it is. But, boy, it's worth it when that big one blows up on it, though. you got to well, admit. You know, that, that's the problem. If I would get more hits, because I don't seem to get the hits that I used to. I just don't think they have as many fish in the water as they used to. Yeah. And that's why you don't get as many blow-ups. But it, it's getting to that time of the year to where top water is going to be on fire in the evening times and early in the morning. You know. Well, just checking. Uh, they got plenty of shrimp at, at Campos, or is it limited this week? It's probably going to be limited. I mean, they got shrimp. They got people here not getting shrimp, and and, and they have shrimp. And, and Mike's on his way out right now, so they're going to have shrimp a little later on. But uh, they definitely do make the difference. Definitely. Yes, indeed. Well, Glenn, thanks for the report. Always great talking to you. Uh, keep up keeping on, my friend. Tell Mike hello for me, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. And don't forget to bug Robbie to send you that picture. It's worth looking at. I sure will. All right, Don, thank you very much. You have All a right, great Glenn. day, and everybody safe. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Glenn always ends his report. Everybody be safe. Great reminder if you're headed out. All right, coming back after this, got some text messages coming in. We'd love to get yours. It comes in here real time, 504 Two six zero one eight seventy. Put it into your contact so each week you can update us on what you got going on. I see we got some of our Alabama listeners texting in. We'll be back to share that with you, and also some news about Bayou Wild TV. Right coming up right after this on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
And when you hear that, you know what's next. Jeff Brule updates us on the freshwater scene, and it's really on right now. This is prime time in the spring, and his reports are brought to you each week by Pure Fishing. They are the makers of the new Powerbait Jigs by Berkeley. The Berkeley Powerbait flavor attracts more fish, keeps them holding on longer, and giving you time to set the hook. With Powerbait Jigs, Berkeley's done the science. Now you catch the fish. Good morning, Jeff, and we got a big full moon going on. What are your thoughts on full moon fishing? Uh, in the springtime, it's good. You get you got a lot of things spawning, uh, and that, that concentrates them and lets you, when you do find them, a lot of times you can catch a lot of fish. And it also kind of clues you in to what area of the river or the lake they'll be on. It's going to be shallow and pockets and things like that, and you can eliminate a lot of the offshore stuff. So it, it kind of helps this time of year. Now, the rest of the year, I think sometimes, like in August, it hurts you because unless you're out there fishing at night when it's cool, that they don't bite well during the day on a full moon. It makes it even tougher. So it just depends on time of year. Yeah, I've always found with uh, both hunting and fishing that a lot of times that, that midday period can, can really be a peak when you got that full moon. Jeff, we got a lot to talk about here. Let's start off with the old good old Sakalea white perch. What's going on there? I know you've been, been on them pretty much over on your home grounds of the Chifunct. Is that still going on? Yeah, it's still going on. You, you got a river came up with all the rain, but you just we're fishing pockets and canals and things like that. Uh, the spawn's kind of winding down. You still will find some spawning fish, but it seems like the fish are kind of gathering up, feeding on bait fish now. So the other day we fished and we had about ten or so, and then we hit the right stretch of bank and we caught probably twenty off of one little area. So that's just kind of telling me that. The spawn's about done, but the shad are spawning now, and the fish are feeding on that. Um, same same for the bass. You need to kind of pay attention to those white birds sitting on the bank. They, they're they not there just for pictures taken and stuff. They um, actually feed on the shad, and they kind of give you a clue where the bass are. For um, you know, the North Shore anglers, you can kind of back off the bank a little bit, you know, lay downs and bushes, and they'll be on the tips of those. Top waters, crankbait, soft jerk baits, and just any kind of shad pattern is the way to go if you want to catch bass and you know, even the white perch, too. 18 inches under cork's good for the river right now. Uh, not too long ago, you headed out to the chef area. What did you find out there? Uh, it was a little disappointing trip. I, I, you know, We caught four reds, some tr- a few trout, and five bass. And we were kind of trying to target some of the uh, bass in the area, but we didn't, we didn't do too well. So sometimes the conditions are mostly the reason why you don't catch them, but... I think maybe the storm last year kind of hurt the area. So I'm hopefully with the pearl being 15 foot high and washing more fresh water and bass down in the area that it'll pick back up. Uh, but it, you know, still overall, that's not a bad trip. Uh, but it's just tough when you go down there and you usually catch the numbers in the 40s and 50s like we did last year and you don't catch but a few. So uh, I'm probably going to try again in a few weeks. But overall, it's, it's been tough down there in that area. Jeff, uh, I got a text came in this morning. The next uh, Carnarvon Bass Trail tournament is going to be next Saturday, April 23rd. Uh, they got 100% payback. You can sign up teams or singles. Uh, what advice would you have for someone fishing Carnarvon next weekend? Oh, that's tough. I hadn't been down there in a few years because the fishing, the water's been kind of messed up, and the fishing's been tough now. They do catch some nice stringers, and if you know some of the areas and ponds to get into in those spots, you can catch some good fish. But some of the reports I've had is uh, it's not the fishing's been kind of rough. You know, overall, I think even the saltwater fishing kind of 
plains a little bit in that area with uh, some of the water conditions that they have. It's just when these winds blow at 20, 30 miles an hour for a day, it just muddies everything up. It just makes it really, really tough. But maybe some vibrating baits, uh, some moving baits, and then when you get into some clean water with some grass, try, try flipping around the grass. Sometimes you just drag something real slow and pick up some fish doing that. Yeah, and, you know, the good thing about it is everybody's got to fish in the same conditions in the tournament, so that kind of equalizes it. Jeff, to lead a bend, uh, you know, people always say, well, my, my bucket list is to catch a double-digit bass. Is that the place to go, and is this the time to do it? Yeah, in Louisiana, that's probably one of your better places to go. Uh, looking at the Lunker program stats for this year, they run, they start – in June and run to the end of May. So we're, we're, you know, you're looking back all the way to last year, but if you just kind of look at the spring months of the year, um, they're so far, they're about 20 bass over 10 pounds have been caught in this program this year. And uh, so that's a good sign. Usually they, you know, they might catch 15 or so, and they still have a month or so left. So I imagine it's getting closer to 25, 30 big 10 pound bass. And if that's, that's the place to go if you want to do that. Uh, but basically, the, it's the Toledo Bend Lake Association has a program, and there's some rules and stuff you got to read. But you know, basically, if you catch a 10-pound bass and you get it certified on one of their scales and you hand the fish over to them for reproductive purposes, they'll give you a mounted replica of your fish. And so it's a good program, and it helps them restock the lake and get somebody a nice replica to put on their wall. But that's the place to go if you want 10-pound fish. You know, sometimes this time of year, that with full moon, they get they shallow, and you can catch them on things like spinnerbaits and worms, and you just never know where they, a 10-pounder is going to be. But they are catching some good fish over there, but that would be the place I'd go if I wanted a big fish. That's a great program they've got. They get a lot of publicity out of it for the cost of amount that they do for free. So if you're up there, you get a big one, contact TBLA. It's the Lead to Bend Lake Association. Jeff, if you'll stay with me for a couple minutes, we're going to take a break. We come back. I want to talk about catfish opportunities. This is also a good time of the year for the blues, the channels, and also those flatheads. We'll be back with Jeff Brule's Freshwater Fishing Report right after this timeout on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. <laughs> And we're wrapping up our freshwater fishing report with Jeff Brule with uh, one of my favorite fish to catch. Uh, I think it's the most underutilized species we have in Louisiana freshwater. Just about any body of water that's fresh and even brackish holes, and I'm talking about the catfish. Jeff, let's talk about some of the places you can catch a variety of cats. We've got blues, got some nice channel cats, and even those flatheads, uh, some people call them tabby cats. Oh, yeah, just anywhere along the Gulf Coast uh, that has a river that runs out into the saltwater areas or to lower parts of the state. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that some of these blue cats and channel cats and tabbies migrate to spawn. They'll, you know, they'll come through Lake Pontchartrain or back to an area where they're familiar with to spawn. And they usually maze the peak time for spawning. Sometimes you'll see them around docks and on the bank spawning. I've even seen them in tires on docks, two big old catfish up there spawning. But if uh, you can catch them various ways, uh, trout lines and jugs and limb lines and things like that. But just a rod and reel is pretty easy to catch them. You just suck some dead bait on the bottom, piece of shrimp. Uh, Berkeley makes a power bait, catfish bait. That's real effective. I've caught them on that before. Now, one note is the flatheads, or I call them tabbies. They mainly feed on live bait. They're a live bait feeder. But they will take soft-shell crabs and over Manshack this time of year. In the next month or so, they'll catch them with soft-shell crabs. But they're probably the best eater, eating fish is the flathead. 
but the rest of them are fine. You just have to kind of know how to clean them up, get the silver skin off their meat, and get them down to that white, pure meat. And you can make stew, fry them every way, but the one big tip is you just need to bring the right equipment because um, it's hard to catch them on spin casts. I've hooked some big ones, white perch fish, and a little small spin cast, and most time you don't get them in. And you, you know, big old forty-pound catfish, he can do what he wants with a little light line and little pole. It's a hard battle. That's for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not sure I want to trade a soft shell crab for a catfish, but it depends on what I got plenty of. That's a great time to get out there and get all of the different species. And I guess by next time we're talking to you, we'll be in the peak of brim season. Yeah, I'm starting to see them on the river in some of the, the pockets. Uh, they usually bed pretty hard in May and last through the midsummer. And I'm hoping the pearl will go down because I like to catch those uh goggle eye warmouth uh perch over there that, that's a battling fish they fight hard and you just get around the cypress trees but that's usually about mid-may to the end of may first of june you can get over there and catch a bunch of them but of course we need the river to come down and some of these yeah. fronts to stop dumping so much rain yeah you and i need to duplicate that trip we had on those uh goggle eyes that that one time we loaded up if you remember my yeah. my cameraman was cleaning fish for days <laughs> on after that. yeah sometimes yeah sometimes you break somebody of taking fish home when they have to clean 90 something <laughs> goggle exactly eye. jeff thanks for the report happy easter and we'll catch up with you next time happy easter everybody thank you don all right that's jeff rule i'm fishing Freshwater fish and field reporter. I say that three times real fast. All right, we got some text messages. We'll be back to share them with you right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. All right, let's check on our text messages, 504-260-1870. That comes right in here to our either permanent or mobile studio. First up, Justin in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. Don, it was a joy to talk to you yesterday. My neighbor's rabbits are now part of the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. Justin is our overseer of the uh, urban Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He observes a lot of wildlife within the city limits of New Orleans. And what he's talking about is yesterday I was guest hosting a show, and he gave me a call and talked about his neighbor's rabbits are out there and right on time for Easter. So keep an eye on that stuff for us there, Justin. Uh, and, again, we got the notice on the Carnarvon Open Bass Tournament. That's going to be next Saturday. Uh, go to CarnarvonBassTrail.net or Facebook. I got a suggestion for you guys. A lot of people have no idea how to spell Carnarvon, so maybe uh, if you come up with something a lot easier for them, to that you can link it to your website or your Facebook page and make it easier for them to find you. All right, here we go. The the back strap stacker checking in from Mobile, Alabama. Turkey season's been pretty good over here. Hopefully we can get one more cold front before the season ends. The bull gnats have started showing up with the warmer weather. Yeah, I dealt with a few gnats. The, not the saltwater gnats, the freshwater gnats. And bond were not bulls. They were small. All right, we got uh, Ed, Wilmer, uh, Ed Miller from Wilmer, Alabama, said turkey hunting over there has been fair. Got some more questions and comments. We'll get to those right after this break. Also run down some news about Bayou Wild TV and also some uh, events that are coming up on our calendar. We'll send that over to you. Coming up next, right here where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, checking our text message board. I see I got one in from my uh, cameraman with Bayou Wild TV, Chris Lecoq. He says, up this morning with the sun, but he's not hunting or fishing adventure. It's LSU Lady Tigers for brunch on the SEC Network, and it's another day in TV land. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you, Chris, and uh, your family. Hope you enjoy your day out there. 
Um, we also have uh, this coming in. Let's see. It was oh, somebody wanted to know about a map showing ponds where Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries stocks catfish. Yes, you can find that on their website. Go to Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Look under the Get Out and Fish program, and I believe there's 16 different lakes where you can catch uh, catfish. I went a couple weeks. In fact, it'll be on a future Bayou Wild TV episode. Uh, in a matter of just a couple hours after they released the fish, I caught 14 really nice channel cats there. And uh, they're biting. They're good fish. And not all have them all been caught yet. So Big E from Thibodeau, check it out. Now, I'm sure they've got a, a lake that's close to you within a pretty short drive. Uh, again, it's the Get Out and Fish program from Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery. Uh, here's one that says... Um, Let's see. Uh, sometimes these things jump around. This one says, uh, good morning, Mr. Don. Happy Easter from Jason and the crew at Corey's Barbershop. That's where I go for to get, as they say, my ears lowered. Another one says, I uh, hope the family and all your listeners have a great Easter. A classic episode from Bayou Wild TV archives this week. But honestly, that Alabama guy in the LSU shirt making <laughs> Boonan uh, looks a little shifty to me. Have a great weekend. Yeah, I know it's just David Hubble. While we're talking about Bayou Wild TV, uh, let me alert you. This week's episode is going to be called Stella from Stella to White Oak. Gunning for a cure out there in Plaquemines Parish at Stella Plantation. Our Bayou Wild women's shooting team competed. Did pretty well out there. You can watch that. And Chef John Foltz's Boucheret, which is David Hubble, our Alabama uh I guess you'd call him our, our fan club president for the state of Alabama. Uh, he's in it, and uh, he's doing some cooking, and it was a great time out there. The Boucherie by Chef John Foltz over at White Oak uh, Gardens and something. They changed the name. used to be called Plantation. Anyway, check it out. And by the way, I got a note uh, that there's been a name change. Uh, for some of you viewers from Baton Rouge to Grand Isle, uh, Etel Vision Communications, uh, they've, they've combined, and it's now called Rev TV, R-E-V TV, and it now airs from Baton Rouge to Grand Isle. That includes those of you in Lafouche, Terrebonne, St. James, St. John, Ascension, Livingston, and East Baton Rouge parishes. Uh, same great show, just a different name of our provider over there in that New Orleans, uh, Baton Rouge to Grand Isle area. All right, let me see if I can get back to some more of these text messages. Sometimes these are difficult to find. Somebody wanted to know about getting shrimp without that iodine taste. Um, you know, that's depending on where those shrimp come from. I find that. And, and, you know, you can usually tell if you just kind of take a whiff of them. And my suggestion is before you buy them, uh, check them out. Give them the smell test. Just ask for that. and uh, Or even ask them if you can break one open and check it out. Because that kind of ruins the whole deal with shrimp. There's nothing worse than getting a bunch of nice big shrimp and they have that taste on them. All right, we have uh, the worm checking in. Some call me wormy, some call me wiggle worm. <laughs> He's also been known as the night crawler. Well, I don't know if we want to know any more details about that. Let's keep that one under <laughs> undercover. All right, someone's heading down to Dulac in the kayak. Want some reports from down there? If I get to talk to Brendan Bayard this morning, I'll definitely ask him. He usually keeps his finger on the pulse. Or if any of our other listeners, I know we got quite a few <coughs> kayak listeners from the Bayou Coast Club, and if you've been to the Dulac area, you got to report to help a, a fellow kayaker out, pass it along to us. We would appreciate it. All right, let's see what else we got. Um, someone wanted to know. Oh, it was Gary from Lacombe. What is your PB bass 
and where did you catch it? Our son wants to know. Well, uh, for lack of knowledge, I'm not sure what you mean by a PB bag. Is that the past biggest? I'm not sure what that is. Text me back, Gary, and let me know what PB bass is. I'm not real sure about that. And someone else wants to know what kind of lure for bass in a small pond. Well, I'm going to tell you, the, the number one bass bait anywhere has been for years and continues to be the old plastic worm. Uh, you, you fish it a number of ways depending on the cover and depending on the water temperature, the time of year. Sometimes it slows, sometimes you hop, sometimes you rig it as a wacky worm where you hook the worm in the middle and it just kind of hangs in. They call that a do-nothing worm. Uh, my favorite way is just with a, depending on the, the cover, the vegetation, and the water depth, the size of your uh, sliding sinker, and you rig it Texas style. You put the worm on a worm hook, and uh, in front of that you've got the sliding sinker. It's kind of a cone shape with a hole in it, puts on your line, and uh, just kind of Reel it kind of slow, start off slow, crawl it over logs, crawl it over the vegetation. Uh, another thing in a small pond, if there's some good grassy cover along the edges, boy, I love to throw a scum frog, one of those topwater frog baits. Just kind of throw it out there and do what a frog would do. Just let it sit, pop it a couple times, let it sit, pop it a couple times, pull it across those lily pads. Uh, here, Yeah, here it is. Sorry, Don. Yeah, that's how he asked. The personal best pb okay i'm sorry i'm not up with the term but when we come back uh, i will let you know what my best bass was and we'll get to uh, daryl carpenter he's down in grand isle had someone want to know about beach fishing yesterday maybe he can update us on what's happening on elmer's island and if the park is back open down there to hit the beaches it's that time of year catch those speckled trout in the surf back with daryl carpenter's report right after this time out on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network and let's check in with Captain Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com, down on the island known as Grand Isle. Good morning, Daryl. How's Grand Isle doing this morning? What's the winds looking like down there? Uh, I mean, Don, we've got a little bit of wind. Of course, daylight hadn't got here yet. Uh, we've got enough that you're probably going to want to stay tucked behind something, but it's certainly enough to keep the bugs off of you. So I think everything's going to be all right. We just we open these guys and and all we hope we can find clean water this morning. That's kind of been our problem lately is it's been, it's been just rough enough that you really don't want to run that far, you know, because we, uh, I'm getting reports of some good clean water over toward to the East over around that four Bayou area and all, but man, it's kind of a challenge getting there. So we've been staying a little bit close and because we've been staying a little bit close, it's, it's the same story that it's been the last three weeks. It's been a mixed bag of redfish and trout because we can't get to those open water or it's not comfortable enough for us to get to those open water reefs and stay on for any amount of time and try looking for these trout. Um, I can tell you though, the trips that we've taken lately, I don't think, I don't think in the last three or four trips, I don't think we've caught a throwback trout. When when we've caught a trout, it's been 16 to 19 inches long. Um, I mean, there's the, the fish that are here are just healthy. Uh, They're full of eggs. I'm sure if it would calm down enough, we've got fish on that beach. Because, like I said, they, you know, what, three weeks ago we were catching fish with egg sacs. So, I mean, they're out there spawning. We just can't get to them. It's too rough. We just need this weather to chill out and calm down on us a little bit. Yeah, is it too early to fish the beach yet? And I had somebody wanted to know about the surf fishing. But, you know, there's a time when the boats can come up close to the shoreline. Although, if you got a strong south wind, that kind of dirties the water up just a little bit. But... Uh, have you made any trips like that, or is it still a little early for that? No, Don, it's not too early at all. In fact, what was it? I guess it was toward um, 
toward the middle of end of March, when we had a couple of those rare, very calm days, we made a trip over toward Fushon to the rock jetties and the barges. And uh, that's been the one dedicated, quote-unquote, trout trip we've been able to run so far this year. And that one dedicated trip was uh, it was outstanding. I mean, you know, we I think we ended up with like 9 or 10 gallons of daggum fillets between two boats on that trip. Um, it was just big old beach trout. They were already out there. They're still there. And like I said, I, I know for a fact they're out there spawning on this moon, and we just can't get to them right now. We need things to calm down. Got it. Daryl, what about uh, people looking for redfish in the interior marshes? Have you made any of those trips? Or uh, you, know, you don't necessarily need the cleaner water for the redfish. They can put up a little bit of, you know, turbidity in the water. Don, to be honest with you, uh, a lot of my guys, you know that I'll use a lot of my overflow guys out of the Lafitte area and all. They have been calling me saying, man, where, where the heck are the redfish? They can't find them. Uh, we found them. We found them two weeks ago. They're down here on the coast. Uh, I would suspect if you're on that beach, you're catching redfish. I know I had some customers come by here yesterday and buy some bait, and they came back to get more because they were catching redfish left and right off of the side of the road. And the trips that we've been running have had really good mixes of redfish mixed in. So that's telling me whatever bait situation, and look, they're blowing up on glass minnows. That's that's the thing right now. Of course, a redfish is going to eat anything. Uh, it'll eat a minnow, or especially if you've got some of these live shrimp, they'll eat that. But, uh, Whatever brought them down here, bait or whatever, it's brought them down to the coast, and the majority of the redfish are here on the coast. Darrell, uh, Glenn uh, over on the eastern part told us uh, he made a great trip, caught uh, 50, 10, uh, 14 to 16-inch trout under the birds by 10 a.m. the other morning. Any birds working yet over that way? We haven't seen any birds, and what birds we have seen, Don, when you pull up on them, it appears they're busted on glass venice. Uh We haven't seen any going yet. Um I can tell you that I was stopped at our roadblock in our, our red light district, we call it down, on Highway 1 the other day. <clears throat> and I was watching that marsh while I was stopped on the road. And uh, there were shrimp jumping everywhere with redfish chasing them. So, I mean, I, I know that we've got the shrimp. I just don't think we have the big schools and the little smaller trout that have come down here and ganged up yet to push those shrimp to the top under those birds. Gotcha. Now, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and uh, book one of those trips for you for the upcoming late spring and summertime, tell them how to get you. Well, they can find me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Of course, we got ours at realscreamless.com. Or just pick up the telephone, 225-937-6288. All right, my friend, have a happy Easter, and I uh, hope you got some good fishing underneath this full moon, and we'll check in with you next Saturday morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing well, Don, and, and counting. You ought to see these beautiful shrimp we've got. I mean, they're huge uh, for this time of the year. One, I'll two, take them. I hope they don't taste like iodine, though. <laughs> they're definitely, I'll tell you what, if they don't catch fish, they're definitely dinner. There you go. Uh, well, you can always eat the bait here in Louisiana if you don't catch fish with them. Thank you, Daryl. See you next week. Bye-bye. All right, Dow Carpenter. I got somebody texted, wanted to know about the iodine taste in shrimp. I, I know what causes that, I'm going to tell you. Uh, best thing to do is avoid buying them, but there's also a remedy if you happen to get stuck with some of those shrimp with that uh, nasty chemical iodine taste. I'll tell you all about it when we come back. Also got some events on our calendar and fishing information from Captain Mike Gallo, Ryan Lambert, and others right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 